0: Hi, welcome to Faith of Our Fathers. I am Jonathan Brack. And I'm Charles Williams. And this week, we are going to do a specific look at relations between the Church and Judaism. Uh, we're going to talk about those that specific relationship of the first century up into the beginning of the second century. And... Uh, Charles, why is it important to start out with thinking about the relationship between the Jewish sect and the Christian sect?
1: Yeah, uh, that's good. I I think this is an important topic to discuss because one of the things that we need to keep in mind is that the, the first Christians were Jews. Uh, you know, if you read Acts two, for example, the bulk of the converts at Pentecost had attended Jerusalem because you're at the you're at the Feast of Shavuot, the Feast of Pentecost, right? So right. the bulk of them are Jewish converts. Um, if you read any any bit of the New Testament at all, you'll find that there's a deep abiding continuity between Christianity and Judaism. In fact, the the earliest uh, discussions that take place, read Acts 15, for example, or the letter to you know Paul's epistle to Galatians, are discussions between the continuity and discontinuity between the old covenant seen in Judaism and the new covenant instituted at Christ's uh, death and resurrection. So I think this is important because it kind of kind of sets the trajectory of discussions that go on in the first and even in the second, third and fourth centuries um, dealing with the question of continuity discontinuity. For example In a couple weeks, we'll we'll look at Marcion, this guy who, in in the mid-140s, will want to claim that Christianity has nothing to do with Judaism whatsoever. wants to kind of cut off and forget that it has its roots in Judaism. You'll see the other extreme where people, you know, even um, when Paul's writing to Galatia, the people are wanting to overemphasize the continuity between Judaism and and, and, uh, Christianity. So the discussion and debate... Um, Over what's going on in the first century uh, provides a driving, not just ideological thrust, um, but also kind of shapes uh, the life of er the early church, particularly uh, as it ends up uh, relating to how the church uh, sees itself in relationship to the state and to Judaism as a whole.
0: Okay, so uh, it's not just a doctrinal issue. It actually... uh, as you said earlier, it affects the life of the church. Yeah. Explain that a little bit.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah. Let me see how I can explain I need to give some background information first, I guess. One of the things that we need to think about is the role of Judaism within the context of the Roman Empire first. Right. And then see the relationship of Christianity to Judaism and then Christianity in return uh, – uh, in, in its relationship to the Roman Empire, so there's a couple of different stages to see, kind of get an idea of the kind of the social context for the day to understand why these debates are going on and, and why
0: they're important. Um, okay, so what is the relationship of the Jewish Church or the the Jewish sect to the powers that be at this time?
1: Right. Uh, what we see happen is, you know. If you're familiar with, with any history at, at all <laughs> – Any history any, whatsoever. History. <laughs> it, it could be the history of <laughs> the American Revolution. Yeah. If you've seen a documentary on the history – no, I'm sorry. That's uh, such an odd, oddly phrased statement. Welcome to more of them soon to, to come, I guess.
0: But anyways uh, – If you are in- at all in tune <laughs> – to church history right this is probably pretty basic if you've seen an episode of doctor who uh i, I don't know where
1: i came with it there's actually a, i'm sorry there, there's an you can uh, get a radio broadcast prog- broadcast program of uh doctor who or doctor who goes to the council of nicaea what so, <laughs> interesting. yeah anyways we can talk about that later that's just
0: gonna be its own episode it is
1: and all things hoovian. it'll be wonderful um well, what we see in the first century B.C. Uh, is that, that Judaism w- had become kind of an independent state. I mean, during the Hasmonean revolt of, of the second century B.C., it had broken away from uh, the so-called Seleucid Empire um, you know, under under the Maccabees. But by right. the year 63, due to, to various uh, political reasons, uh, Pompey, one of the, the members of the First Triumvirate, if you're uh, yeah. familiar with Pompey and Julius Caesar and if you read anything from – um, you know, classics, or if you're familiar with Pompey and, and Caesar from you know your 11th grade English lit stuff that you end up reading. Uh, Pompey's one of these Roman generals, and he invades Judea and makes Judea a, a client state. It's not officially part of the Roman Empire, but it is a, a client state. And so the, there ends up being a unique relationship that uh, Judea will develop with Rome. Uh, the Jews, for example, uh, will not be obligated to... Uh, Join the army. There is no forced conscription. Okay. Uh, however, they do have to pay taxes. And one of the things they are exempt from doing is they don't have to. By the time of the rise of the Roman Empire, uh, by, you know, yeah, by, by the time of Octavian Caesar or Augustus, uh, when we start seeing the implementation of Caesar worship or emperor worship, um, the Jews end up being exempt from having to make sacrifices to the emperor. So
0: from the transition. Of the Roman Republic into the Roman Empire, right you have the the Jewish sect as a nation become mm-hmm. a part uh, in a unique relationship
1: yeah, yeah part of the, the unique relationship ends up being um, for example uh, Herod the great is is closely allied um, it 's kind of a complicated story i 'm trying to, to make it as simple as possible, but he ends up. Um, being, he ends up allying himself with Mark Antony and then eventually Octavian Caesar um, in, in the, the early teens B.C., um, in kind of the last decade of the, the B.C. era, if, if you would. Right. Um, but what we see happen is by the year 6 B.C., um, th- there's an attempted revolt by some of the Jews. Uh, and so Judea be- ends up becoming a part of the Roman Empire. It's no longer a client kingdom state, but it ends up becoming – uh, uh, kind of annexed, or uh, if that's the, the right word that I'm thinking of, it, it becomes part of the Roman Empire. Yeah. However, the Jews are still allowed to maintain their kind of, like a, a quasi-independent uh, religious status. They, they, um, they're, they're supposed to offer prayers on behalf of Caesar to Yahweh. Ah, okay. That's what they're supposed to do. So they don't have to actually worship um, uh, the emperor. Well, this is important because when Christianity emerges – and it ends up being seen as simply one among a number of sex, sects of Judaism. Right. Uh, and so they're allowed to kind of maintain the status quo. Because you know, we all often think of Judaism as being very monolithic, but there seem to be several different kind of um, – Pharisees, the Sadducees. Pharisees, Sadducees, yeah. Essenes, you know, stuff like that, just your, your regular um, everyday common life uh, uh, Jewish person as well. Um, Christianity, when it emerges, is just seen as another sect. Uh, and so it's allowed to have maintain these kind of special privileges. Right, okay. What we see happen, though, is things begin to develop in the first century uh, where Christianity ends up losing that special status.
0: Hmm.
1: One, one of those things um, to, to keep in mind is that – how should I put this? The, the growing tensions between Judaism and Christianity. I mean, if you read the book of Acts, you, you realize that, one, that the Christians are, are persecuted from very early on. It seems to be local and sporadic. But one thing to keep in mind is that for the first 30 years or so, for the most part, not in every case, but for the most part, uh, Christians are persecuted by the Jewish religious authorities.
0: Hmm. So you know, there, there'll be certain,
1: uh, yeah. there'll be certain exemptions. You know, Paul ends up getting um, uh, uh, persecuted in Ephesus by some of the, the the pagan idol makers because his proclamation of the gospel is kind of affecting the economy, right? Um, but for for the most part, when you pay attention, the, the people who are getting persecuted uh, and the people doing the persecuted uh, tend to be confined to Jewish uh, religious authorities persecuting members of the church, hmm. not That's, the Roman soldiers. Yeah, it's
0: interesting. It's not necessarily Nero as the first right. persecutor. It's, right. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's the... I it's, mean, if, if you think about it, I mean, when you read Acts, it ends up being... Uh,
1: John's... The apostle John, his brother James, is uh, is executed by Herod Agrippa, right? That's the that whole sequence where, where James is executed, Peter's put in prison, he's about to be executed, and then the angel lets Peter go free. Um, you have... Uh, Stephen Stephen of course you have in the early sixties um, jesus' own brother uh, James uh, ends up getting um, stoned to death under the order of the high priest um, uh, Ananus I believe is his name uh, and, and so it, it's kind of interesting a lot of the leading church officials uh some of the a lot of the apostles even uh, are are executed um, at, at the hands of Jewish authorities um One of the reasons is because of the growing discontinuity we're starting to see between Christianity and Judaism. Mm -hmm. Um, Christians, for example, no longer see the need to maintain the ritual purity laws. They no longer circumcise their converts or their children. Instead, they begin baptizing um, converts and their children. Um, They no longer participate in the sacrificial system. There's the eventual uh, uh, switcheroo, where Christians now begin uh, worshiping on Sundays rather than Saturdays. Not to mention the fact that you're starting to see uh, a, a, an influx of non-Jewish Christians, uh, converts. People converting tend to be coming from non-Jewish sects. Um, you know, and, and the book of Acts kind of lays this out. This isn't probably won't come as anything as a surprise, but we need to start thinking about how this ends up affecting kind of the social sphere uh, of Christianity's uh, uh, Christianity, sorry, of Christianity singular, in the day. Now, uh, just as a side note, Christians were called by a number of names. And again, you get this from the Book of Acts. And some places they're called the Nazarenes. Okay. Some places they're called members of the Way. It's really in Antioch where they get the name Christians,
0: hmm. uh, and that
1: name eventually
0: sticks. Um, uh, and that's from Christians. The Greek is like uh, Christ- Christanioi. Right, like many Christ's, uh, sure. I uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, I believe that's correct. It's a, we can check Doctor Beale, but that's uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's originally I originally wanted okay.
1: It's yeah, sure.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, you got me there.
1: Um, but with with all these uh, these subtle but significant changes, we're starting to see uh, enough of a distinction between Christianity and the other sects um, that that it is causing some some tensions between. Uh, between Jew, uh, the Jewish religious authorities and and uh, Christians, uh, not to mention the fact that there's uh, an increasing hostility um, between the Jews and the, and the Roman authorities. Not from all Jews. Uh, what we see is uh, you know again we got to keep in mind that that Judea as a um, was an independent state for about a century or so before Rome kind of moves in and begins kind of kind of pushing the thumb down. Uh, on, on Jews and so we see uh, Describe
0: if you can the uh, the rising tension because it seems everything seems to be okay with Herod.
1: Yeah well when we say okay I mean just because you know you might you're, you're no longer or you're not kind of forced to join the army doesn't mean things are okay you know th- think about in the news today when we talk about taxes how heated debates can get on taxes um, the fact that let's say you know you know, if if this were kind of a, a red dawn scenario, and Russia takes over, yeah. and the only difference is uh, in the United States, you have to pay higher taxes, and now you're you know uh, having to to uh, pledge allegiance to Vladimir Putin, um, Putin, Putin, whatever, um, Putin on the ritz. I don't know. <laughs> uh, terrible you pun would. alert! Yeah. <laughs>
0: Um, but I'm sure tensions would yeah, rise. I mean, and, yeah,
1: tensions yeah. would definitely rise. E- especially even if, from Texas, of <laughs> course. Especially right? from Texas. Uh, <laughs> even if that was the only thing that changed. I mean a lot of it will be ideological, the, 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 the psychological impact of being oppressed by a foreign power. And, and I, I don't want to say that it's just merely psychological because, I mean, you see Roman soldiers kind of marching up and down the, street, uh, the streets. And there's the, the theological notion of, well, if we're the true people of God worshiping the true God, why are we why, – why being ruled by the pagans who worship false gods. Um, And so there is an ever-increasing hostility. We start to see kind of um, brigand groups, these group of people known as the Lestai, the Sicari, uh, and these other resistance movements, the Zealots, um, for example, people wanting to kind of uh, kick the Romans out. Um, and, and this is going to happen to varying degrees. Some people will have kind of like this passive resistance, where they're just kind of like, you know, hey, buddy, you know, I'm not paying taxes. Or from that all the way to planned assassination attempts in the middle of Passover. I mean, we see that by um, the the 50s or 60s, um, the Sikari, the, the, the Daggerman, if you would, would um, execute public. They would assassinate officials in public when everything's real crowded, and it caused a giant kind of mob of you know fear. And so, I mean, th- I mean, this is, I mean, this is anachronistic, definitely. But I think it was like a first century f- version of terrorism. Mm. Uh, well, th- things kind of come to head to a head in the year sixty six. Um, what ends up happening is uh, the newly appointed governor, uh, his name was uh, uh, Gessius Florus. He was the governor of Judea at the time. Um, what he does, he ends up having his soldiers loot the Jerusalem Temple in broad daylight. Um, mm. Long story short, the people uh, uh, begin publicly criticizing his actions. So in response, he has the leading uh, citizens of Jerusalem crucified. Uh, so naturally, a riot ensues. You know? So again, this isn't just perceived oppression. When you're actually crucified, I would consider that actual oppression. Uh, it's pretty much the epitome of oppression. Um, uh, Gessius Flores ends up fleeing Jerusalem. The mob ends up taking control of the city. Um, and this begins what's known as the, the so-called Jewish War, the Jewish Revolt. It runs from 66 to 72 or 73. Um, in the midst of this war, the, the temple in Jerusalem, the place where you know the worship of Jehovah uh, takes place, the temple's destroyed um, in the year 70, and this is kind of, this is, you know, when we talk about the six dates to remember, this is kind of like the first mile marker. If we're on our little road trip of, through church history, this is the first stop, the year 70, we see uh, the Romans uh, level uh, the temple. Um, this ends up having a dramatic impact on the way in which Judaism relates to Christianity. Um, what ends up happening is that the Christians end up refusing to take up arms against the, the Romans – you know Romans thirteen one the, the call to submit to the government. Remember Paul Paul when he writes the letter to Rome Nero's Nero's in charge. Um, the the Christians are supposed to submit to the government. I'm not. It's not just like a bare pacifism, but there is a call to be good citizens to the state. And so um, the Christians refuse to take up arms, and they're seen as traitors. I mean, there's extra biblical witness to the fact that the Apostle John Philip the Evangelist his two daughters pack up their bags and. Travel six hundred
0: miles northwest to the city of Ephesus. So the because the Christians refused to take up arms with the Jews, uh, they were persecuted even more heavily. Is that correct? Well, because um, there's it, it, already some persecution happening, correct? Yeah, you start to see
1: the, the onset of, uh, of some initial persecution. Uh, Nero, for example, and we'll spend a week talking about persecution under the Roman Empire as, as a separate subject. Uh, but Nero, um, uh, part of Rome ends up catching on fire in the mid 60s. Uh, and so Nero uh, accuses uh, Christians, he uses them as a scapegoat to say that they started. And kind of it begins the sporadic, um, it's probably localized, uh, confined to the city of Rome and surrounding area. Um, but he, he, he begins the, the persecution of Christians. Um, but the,
0: the Jews were already persecuting the Christians.
1: They had been, yes. And with the, the growing tensions and differences between the two, if you recall, the Jews were given some amount of – there's something, some exemptions. In the fact, they didn't have to worship Caesar. Well, if the fact that the Jews are, are kind of seeing the Christians as traitors and the Christians even are publicly distancing themselves from Judaism – what happens is Christianity no longer seems to be seen under the tent, like kind of like that broad tent of Judaism. Now uh, they're seen as their own separate sect. Problem is, even though um, Christians, and this I think this is what you're trying to hint at, is that um, if, if I'm understanding you correctly, even though Christians are refusing to take up arms against Rome, that is one of the identifying features that distinguishes them from Judaism. And now they're no longer given kind of that special exempt status that Jews were given. So now Christians are going to be mandated to worship the Roman emperor uh, or or pay homage to the genius of Caesar, however you want to phrase it. I know there's some debate over, over to whether or not it's really worship, but either which way, Christians refuse to do so. Um, they're not given that special exempt status. They refuse to, to um, worship the genius of
0: Caesar, um, and so they begin to be persecuted. Now the apostle John mm-hmm. leaving mm-hmm. to Ephesus, mm-hmm. does that um, – is that because of Jewish persecution for not joining with them?
1: No, not to my knowledge. My, my knowledge is that they simply just packed their ba- bags and move. I mean um, there is – I'm trying to remember. There's second century witness to the fact that, that John and Philip pack, and his two dollars packed their bags and leave. And off the top of my head, I can't remember where it's – I think it's found in Eusebius who's quoting a second century historian. Don't quote me on that. Um, but either which way, they just say that it's during this time they leave. They don't state the reasons why, apart from the fact that they refuse to take up arms. So I don't know. Uh, you know, I don't want to read too much into it. So but there's perhaps the, because
0: yeah. I mean, they, as you said earlier, they stayed even while. Their own leaders were being persecuted by the hands of the Jews. Right. So something is rising, or yeah. perhaps. Well, I mean, if, if
1: if the Jews end up occupying the city of Jerusalem, you know, I mean, that's what happens in sixty six uh, as a revolt against the Romans. I mean, it's just already a volatile place to be. If I mean, in Philadelphia, if uh, a giant, if street riots broke out, you know, uh, something to the effect that the, like the, the you know the national guard was called in. It would make sense that some people would just say, I'm, I'm leaving. I'm, you know, I'm packing my bags. I'm going to Jersey. I mean, that's yeah. the only reason that you'd go to Jersey, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You're right. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so we just kind of want to think about the social impact that this has. And, and so we're starting to see a separation between Judaism and Christianity. Uh, and hopefully that explains why kind of the the, kind of, the hammer falls on Christianity. Christianity pretty hard um, by the Romans by the end of the first
0: beginning of the second century at this point in our first mile marker, we can say that uh, the up the the Jewish war sort of exposes Christians to more than just Jewish persecution, right. And again,
1: I I do want to say that that the Roman persecution of Christianity is sporadic and and localized. It's not like this onslaught where all Christians everywhere for the next three centuries are persecuted. That's not the case. We're going to spend an entire episode talking about that. That will happen later, though. That will happen by the mid-third century, especially by by the time of the Emperor Decius in 250. We'll see that happen Then again under Diocletian um, at the beginning of the 4th century or, or the end of the third beginning of the 4th century.
0: But this is one of the key moments that leads towards that.
1: Yeah, th- this is kind of setting the, the trajectory. The first thing to keep in mind is just the fact that Christianity has kind of grown into its own movement. But the separations between, the separation between Christianity and Judaism emerges from at least two contexts. The, the ongoing discussion of continuity, discontinuity between the New Covenant and the Old Covenant – uh, and then the political ramifications that emerge in, in the midst of that, so I think those are two key factors to keep in mind uh, uh, that 's going on in the first century that kind of kind of kind of sets the trajectory for missionary activity. I mean think of the fact that you know John goes to Ephesus I mean John ends up writing uh, the book of Revelation, his three pastoral letters, for example, in ephesus we 're dealing with um, um, just different issues that this kind of impacts towards the end of the, the, the formation of the New Testament canon, uh, as well as um, the fact that, that the gospel is now kind of making its way out of Jerusalem and out of Samaria and, and making it to the ends of the earth. And that's the trajectory set even uh, in, in the book of Acts, even prior to uh, um, the destruction of the temple. But we're seeing its impact playing itself out in other ways and other
0: contexts. Hmm. That's helpful. What, uh, what are we going to talk about in the next episode?
1: I believe, if I recall off the top of my head, next episode we're going to deal with uh, relationships between Christianity and the Roman state. Now that we're seeing that Christianity has kind of come into its own, yeah. is seen as a separate movement, what's going on with, with Christianity in relationship um, to the Roman state? And then we'll, we'll, we'll come back and touch on the, the question of continuity, discontinuity as well, either in the next episode or the episode after when we talk about Marcionism. Uh, A guy who wants to reject any type of uh, continuity whatsoever between Christianity and Judaism. But the question is, you know, the debate or the discussion between what is the relationship between Christianity and Judaism has a lot of implications. Um, This being one of them, as we we talk about here, but it's going to play itself out in other ways in the coming weeks.
0: Yeah, it's not just a the reformers talking about covenant theology right, it's like right the, right. Yeah, this the is... life of the early church is yeah. about continuity discontinuity right uh, and, and so to speak you know right well thanks for listening uh, once again this is Faith of Our Fathers and I'm Jonathan Brack I'm Charles Williams and we hope that uh, you listen next time